Blog Talk Hello. Radio. Listen to us, because we listen to you. Hello, this is Samuel Brock Flynn Show with Samuel Brock Flynn, co- show host. And, and we've I'm got Chris, Chris Free, Free, co-host as well, Ready? and Brian Patrick Williams, an actor, an interview, uh, act- Ryan Patrick Williams. So Ryan, how how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself, Samuel? Good. Very well. Very well. Um I'm doing uh fine, just tired, I guess you would say. And uh Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yep. Just events uh you gotta go to like ever few weeks sometimes and this is that going on so busy 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 so mm-hmm. about yourself oh, I'm so. good it's Friday I'm glad to be done with most of my stuff from my graduate school that I'm in right now and just taking some time and enjoying myself oh okay so what recent movies have you been in like, well, uh, Sammy, we actually we actually just got done uh, with the world premiere of uh, Grim Reapers. It was uh, filmed in Northwest yes. Alabama in Russellville. Yes, and, I uh, heard of that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a horror film, and I played the role of CJ. Like a logical horror, like a hold on, like a logical horror film is what uh, Andrew had told <clears throat> Andrew had told me. I think. Uh, yeah, like a logical it's, uh, horror. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really like uh, it's it's really like a play on your mind. Um, I, the main thing about the whole movie is that it really plays on like the fear of like something something happening in almost every single scene, and I, and I think it really does well to uh, put the audience on edge. So we don't really use a whole lot of like without spoiling the film. There's not really a whole lot of uh, violent scenes in the film. So if you're right. not a fan of gore, um, I would recommend you go see it. It's like a play in your mind, pretty much. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. It's um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the or heard of the horror movie The Strangers. I know I have. Oh, no. Well, um, nope. it's kind of like that. I would say even less violent than The Strangers, but uh, especially, like I said, if, you, if you're if you in for good, like, horror thrill and you're not really into the, the gore and the violence, then I would I would definitely recommend come see the uh, the movie. I kind of play the comic relief in the film, but um, overall it's a, it's a great film. It premiered last weekend in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and we had a great turnout. The entire theater was packed full, and... Uh, it got a really good reception, so it's it's about to go on its way, I think, to the uh, Louisville Film Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. So big things are happening, oh, cool. and I'm pretty, pretty proud to be a part of that film. It was great, and working with Kate Tink was phenomenal. I mean, he really is a... Uh, He's very he's very imaginative in terms of the way he does his film and the way he works the camera, because for three-quarters of the movie, he actually did his own cinematography. So... Okay. For most of the movie, yeah, for what you see, for the camera work, 
because uh, he also plays one of the, the roles in the movie. He plays the father of uh, Jay, the main character, which is played by Andrew Wilson Williams, who's my brother. And um, the move, the scenes that he's not in were actually done by him. And the scenes that he's in, I actually got to work the camera for a little bit. So some of those scenes were oh. done by Rich Truly. Yeah, yeah. Can you, so is this the first time you did camera work on a movie? Uh, sorry, say that again? Have you ever done camera work on any, any other movies besides this, or is this the first time you're doing it? Did camera work in a movie? Oh, no. I was actually in, uh, two years ago, I was in Trouble with the Curve with uh, Clint Eastwood and Justin Timberlake and Amy Adams at a small speaking part. It was about, like, four lines. I played a, a baseball player who uh, teased one of the pitchers on the mound. They kept calling him Bacon Boy. <laughs> and that's about, you, if you see that scene, it's about 20 minutes in the movie. I'm the main I'm the main player in that scene. I actually have a uh, significant amount of FaceTime meeting for such a small role. Done a couple of mm. other horror films, a couple of faith-based films, and I've been acting now for about twelve years. Okay, so, so you've long. been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, and I and I enjoy it. I really do. It's uh, I, I really Sounds really good. enjoy it. Yeah, it's um, I have a little bit of experience. I was gonna say it is very fun with film too. So. Yeah, I've been in the industry over twenty. Actually, been in the industry over twenty years, and start really started out as an actor before I got in the film, and did a lot of theater, and, and then I started working in television when I was sixteen. Then just all through high school, worked for a PBS station, and then went to film school. And just did one, did one film after another, and or things like I used to go in the movie cast and see in Chicago for a little while too, as well. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I've been working in the film mm-hmm. industry since, since... Well, actually, if you want to start television industry since 91, so... <laughs> I mean, cross over to man, that's, that's <laughs> the same year I was born, so, I mean, you, you got the experience. That's that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, can, I, can I talk... Can I, I've got another question. Um, how about in Gramp's Shoes? Would you Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. I, um... In Gramps' Shoes, uh, it was a faith-based film about uh, the grandpa of this mom who's having trouble with uh, finances and just overall family issues. And I actually played the, uh, I guess you could say the antagonist of the film, Duke Snyder. And uh, he really really got after the main character of the film, also played by my brother, Andrew Wilson Williams. And uh, he he really was just kind of the bully, you know, he tried to um, date his, his soon-to-be girlfriend, and you know, he, he was real just standoffish guy. And you know, it's interesting because, like, I know there are parts there for a reason, but I, I really, honestly, I like sometimes playing the bad guy just because it, it kind of gives you a little, uh, gives you a little insight into the film. And I, and I, and I enjoyed doing that for the film. I actually was only on set for one day, and uh, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, working with all the people there, and it, it was a good set. It was a good set. Just for the one day I was there, it was a it was a good experience. Yeah, definitely. I actually worked on the Graham School of the College, and I started working. That's why I actually met Donald. It was actually, you know, the Donald James Parker. Everybody's actually listening. He's actually the, you know, producer and and writer of that movie that he actually is. So that's actually where me and uh. My co-host here, Samuel Brock Flynn, 
we met when Gramps goes to college. That's been back in December of last year. Yeah. So. And yeah. in Gramps' shoes. I, I, actually, I just want to give you guys a compliment. Uh, I want to give you guys a compliment on uh, – for one, helping on the the, um, um, I, I'll I'll just say you did a good job, Chris. Uh, I, I I would say say about the helping with the I think it was lights, if I can best remember, on Gramps goes to college, uh, and then I was gonna tell um, Ryan that he did a good job acting because I was there, I can remember. Doing uh, extra work. I was an extra, but anyways, um, he. I'm gonna say you did a fantastic and great job. I guess you would say phenomenal. Yeah, well, everybody's actually listening well, out there. It. Ingram, Ingram oh, a lot of people it, it say you had a a, a good a good um, role. You had a good uh, setting for it and everything. And I'm judging it by that. the way it is. So. Yeah, Ingram Shoes actually did air nationally in July on uh, on Daystar Television, which is actually, you know, anyway, it was actually the cast of the thing. If you guys had, I don't know if you guys had listening to us, actually ever ever saw it on Daystar. So Ingram Shoes is actually available on DVD right now as well. Yeah, you can find that out. Yeah, I actually heard it gone out on market, and uh, that that was great news. I actually, uh, one of, it's funny. It's it on Kmart. Yeah, one of my mom's it, friends it. actually saw it on one of the television channels on uh, one of those like cable providers because we have AT and T back home, and they have all these channels. And uh, one of the faith-based film channels actually was showing it, and uh, that was refreshing. So that, that was good to know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm glad something out there is. Uh, you know, I'm glad that's out there because in in Donald's films, there's actually some people don't know it, but some do. But there's a message in there that's trying to tell you, uh, you know, respect elders, um, listen to how things go, uh, change your life, pretty much to a different perspective uh if you're you know change if i'm saying basically if you have a shrewd and bad attitudes and stuff you should go to a good attitude and change your life uh from uh from a bad person to a good person and go to church and everything else so that's what i got in that uh movie too so and basically about hard times and hardships in between families and things too. How things yeah, and I don't know if you heard actually. I don't know if you actually heard yet that uh, Donald's actually shooting a movie next next month. Actually, called it "Best Friends Recycled." It's actually part two of "Best Friends Eternally," which actually was shot, you know, last month. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And it's actually starting down so actually who was actually the grandfather in, in Graham's shoes. <laughs> yeah, so right. now do you got any upcoming projects coming up in, here pretty soon or? Um, actually right now I'm in the uh graduate business school program at Wake Forest University, so I'm kinda um, 
I mean, I still do some auditions whenever they come my way, but right now I'm focusing on uh, honing my business acumen, business skills, and looking at some different jobs. But, I mean, I, I'm still active in the acting world whenever there's a project to come up for auditions. Uh, I usually will go for that, and I'm also just promoting the movies that I'm already in. I have a quick question oh. to ask you, not me personally, but... um. Which which would you rather do for the whole entire life, acting or business or a little bit of both? I mean, I'll just tell you, man. Um, you know, if I could sustain a really good living, and I mean, like, really be financially well off and pursue acting and really make a good career out of it, I would drop everything else in a heartbeat um, because that is my first. Because I would think business. Well, too, business is kind of complicated when you own a big corporation. You have to keep up, make sure that you don't lose money, and make sure people are doing things correctly. It's just a hard task when acting is is not. Uh, but on, only only if so, somebody likes you as the character, pretty much. If, I'm putting it in the well, right perspective. Yeah, and, I, and it also depends on the opportunities that you get coming your way. I mean, in terms of business, um, right now, especially with the degree that I would be getting, I wouldn't start off right at the management level. I'd have to work my way up. But, uh, I mean, it's it's sort of a give and take either way. I'm just I'm kind of going on this dual path right now, just seeing where life takes me because, uh, you know, nothing's linear. You know, nothing nothing ever turns out the way you plan. If there's anything I've learned just being alive for as long as I have in the short time that I have, it's just that, you know, you really, you can have a plan, but a lot of your great detail plans will go by the wayside because something happens, but you just got to be able to roll with the punches. And like any great actor, you have to be able to improv. Right. And I yeah, agree with Yeah, that. definitely improv because um, yeah, being out, you know, actually living in Chicago for a while, um, you know, I'm familiar with a lot with the improv because, you know, Second City's, you know, actually based out of there. And, you know, and actually, even though they have branches in several other places like L.A. and Toronto and other places you know, as well, but a lot of your top uh, comedians actually came out of, like, the, the improv training at Second City or Improv Olympics, which actually they changed their name recently, too. The last couple of years. And, oh yeah, no, you know, your, yeah. Lot, but I was, I was mainly just talking right. about being able to improv, like in terms of like being able to just roll with the punches of whatever life gives you. You know, just being able to go off yeah. whatever, uh, whatever comes your way. Not necessarily the, uh, the acting skills, but yeah, no, the improv skills are great to have too, as well, just in terms of general acting. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. See. So what. I was going to say, I think acting is much better than some stuff, even though there is some rejections. Um, you know, uh, I wouldn't do, like, what work, for example, a business or things. Uh, I wouldn't do, like, what what a radio station or a show, like what we're doing as a career. But I, I do want to do acting, but I'm just doing radio for... Just to talk about some use a thing because I've I've had so many compliments about my voice being so low, being um, a very talent, talented uh, 
in the voice area and, and being a radio host and things. So. Well, and, and you know, I mean, acting is a career, though. I mean, it, it's it's just like any other career. And I think one of the great things about acting that, you know, even if you decide, you know, acting may not be for you. I think if you stay with it long enough, it does give you great skills. Like it, it tells you, it it it's tells you how to communicate on a personal level with other people, how to relate and get people to come to your side in different arguments. It also gives you a thick skin, you know, because you do face so much rejection. Even even A-listers face rejection in a lot of roles. But because you face so much rejection, because it is such a subjective business, I think it makes you a tougher person in that, you know, let's say you decide acting's not for you, you decide to go into a career in the private sector, you know, even if you get turned down for one job, you don't take it as a personal thing. You just take it as you got to keep going on and do what you do and, you know, look at it as an opportunity to do something even better than what you're doing now. And I, I think it, it forces you to just keep going. Well, not to inside of yourself too, and to keep focused. Well, to be, um, you know, watch what, or, yeah, make sure you're in a good city and things like that and matters about acting and things. Don't be, Absolutely. you know, in in a, uh, like, for example, a small town, you know, oh, yeah. um, and a, a town that's barely recognizable or, you know, you know mean, a town that uh-uh. would... I mean, it's good to start out with, but but just don't do don't start acting in the, from a small town. I mean, it, well, it, it I don't mean, recognize you. you. I mean, and two, two, you can have unsupportive people, and that that's not what you want. It, you know, too, from a small town. If you get what I'm saying, right? No, and that's a decision that you'll have to make yourself. You know. If someone is ever serious about acting, you know, just because you're in a small town, you shouldn't discount yourself. I grew up in a town of maybe 15,000 people at the most in South Alabama. Well, I mean, where I where you know, I, I mean, there's, there's nothing there. I mean, it's, but the thing is, you know, I, I started my career working out of jobs in Atlanta, and I still lived in the small town that I lived in, and it's just, you know, I, I think most of it is just believing in yourself and believing in what you want to do and also having a network of people who support you, you know, no matter what. If you have a family or friends that are like, you know what, uh, I agree with what you're doing, I support you 100%, and I'll help you do whatever it takes to get what you want to do so you can be happy. I think as long as you have that, you're going to be okay. Okay, the the town I live in, if you if you said an act, I'm an actor to anybody, they'd think you're a drug addict or a junkie, one or the other, and they don't need to be looking at things like that because, for one, I know there is people out there that will mistake, that will try to say things that sound that are there. You got the crazies and the non-crazies out there. You, you know, you got the people that mean business, you know, and then you got the people that don't mean business. And around here, it's just very confusing in our town because I've already admitted, though, because I did TV a little bit, U2 TV, uh, Y-O-U-T-O-O TV, and it it aired um, airs throughout New York, uh, Time, Time of Warner Cable Television, 
somewhat the south, uh, somewhat here. Um, just depends if you can reach the channel place or not. And so, and I and I was trying to um, because what you can do is you can create um, uh, commercials and and spots in between TVs and stuff and things like that. I always created commercials. And I thought, well, th- hopefully this would mean I could. This would um, have like a acting a career, maybe off of TV, somewhat doing commercials. I thought, well, that could, but that's only thirty minutes. Uh, well, at least a minute or two long. I don't think you'd get that much, but you know, actor's just an actor. You know, whatever. You know, I did TV for a while, and a lot of people thought I was nuts around here saying that, but I thank the people well, for knowing you know, what. I think part of it is, Sam, you might need to find somewhere else where there's a different community if you can. I mean, if they're not going to support you, then you don't need them. I mean, the main thing yeah. about acting is you got to have the confidence in yourself as well as having your family and your friends who will support you and love you no matter what. And as long as you have that, it doesn't really matter what everybody else says, because I'll just tell you, when I was in middle school and high school, growing up in small town mm-hmm. South Alabama, you know, if you weren't an athlete, you were viewed as strange. And in all honesty, I feel like I'm doing better than most of those guys, because most of those guys have dead-end jobs now, and they don't enjoy their lives, because... They were just doing whatever was the cultural norm there. And I think as long as you are true to yourself and you know what you want to do, then, you know, nothing can stop you. And I and I think that's not just a lesson for anybody in particular, but that's just a lesson for anybody, you know, never mind if they want to be an actor, but if they want to do something that's not well, conventional well, or not conventional well, to well, their society, you know, they they should do that. Go for it. Well, too, I think it's mostly... Um, I you know even my show I've had critics come up and say that you know um say, c- complain about any and everything about my show like a live chat box on my show or something like that or me being published on the internet or something you know I've had critics come up to me and think and here's the thing they don't need to be a cheap sheet or a cheap seat. Sorry about that. I got that off of the... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what that means. That means um, usually, you know, don't try to tear down someone's gifts or, you know, or what they can do. And, you know, don't try to tear that down. You know, support it. You know, try to support their hard work. Support what they do. You know, that's what I'm trying to get to do in this county and there's just some people around here that's just unsupportive of my show and you know that's why I guess you'd say we're kind of not making money on the show and we're, we need to but um. well you know and again the thing is Samuel I think what you're doing is great you know the fact that you have a show as long as, as young as you are you know that, that really showcases talent and I think what it is is just, you know, if someone offers you constructive criticism, and that just means they're criticizing you to be helpful, they're saying something you could do better, I think you do need to take that in. I think anybody needs to take that in. But also, you know, if they like being what you said, like, 
you know, they're just supportive, not well, I mean, supportive. I don't want them to be, I mean, supportive. I mean, they, like, they, they would be, like, very nasty kind of towards and, the and you know, show. And you don't need that. Like, well, you don't need that in your life. Yeah, no, you don't need yeah. that at all. I think that's just people who are bitter about not being able to accomplish their dreams. And, you know, um, forget them. You do use I think I think you. some of it has to do with jealousy a little bit. But the thing is, I don't care. They can go on my show on two, you know. It's not one of those things of just for actors or anything or musicians. You know, we can make up a conversation on... Blocked, uh, on this thing here. I mean, it it don't really matter, you know. I mean, right? Yeah, what, no, I got it, it. It's like a regular radio station, for example, the ones here in Crossville. You know, it, anybody can be on air. It's just wait for the time to be on air is what it is, basically. Or or um, try to get on air with the scheduled show time or something other like that and talk about something pertaining to this or that, or music video, or documentary, or or um, anything, or talk about depth, or I don't care, uh, or how yeah, bad this world is, <laughs> you know, but, you know, you know it's, it's just, it's just don't people don't need to be so hypocritical about my show either, even though you know what 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 I put on my thing is don't be a critic or a hypocrite, be a Christian, pretty much. You know, you no, know what I'm saying you. there. Do what? I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. You know because. I mean, being a hypocrite, what's that going to do in, in in life? And you know, what that's just going that's just going to make the other person mad, being a critic towards them and criticize them about something. Well, other, you know, some, and, and stir up something. That's all it's going to do. As an actor, or a filmmaker, you don't care. Even the big guys, they get, you know, they're basically they're scrutinized all the time, and they're. They got their critics. You know, they're going to basically... They're, not everybody's going to like every single actor, you know. And the, yeah. And yeah. Not everybody's going to like every single director out there in their films and filmmakers. So, I mean, even the talented people that make... The big guys that make a living... That yeah, but there, there's also guys. people that will say, will say and spread stuff, too, about your show. Critics will say and spread things about the, the show or you acting and try to say that you're a fraud or something other like that, you know, just so they can get you in trouble. It's like a, a good reputation tearing down a, a another good reputation and making it a bad reputation. So a good reputation person would m- make that other person, uh, you know, go down, and that's what mostly what happens nowadays is... Uh, is you got the good people out here tearing down other people that have a good reputation and making them look bad, yeah. you know, kind of like a co- competition or a competitor or so in a way. Cause, um, but, see, I'm not trying to compete with anybody. So that's yeah, what I'm that's... trying to say. 
or or make others jealous. All I'm trying to do is share it. It's like why have a why have a website, why have Facebook if you cannot even share it? Or you know, why even have it at all if it's gonna offend somebody over saying, Oh, visit www.samuelbrockflynshow.com. dot com. Why even have that, you know? I've had a lot of Well people, you're gonna uh, it don't matter you what you're doing like and you're you're gonna have I mean it's free speech, ain't it? Yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna have people that nobody's gonna like everything you but um and everything's due, but we're we're gonna wrap up here for the the night here for for the live show. We will go in at fifteen minute up to fifteen minutes over the show if if you want to actually stay with us and uh, well, I'm, we appreciate you listening to, to our I'm live show. I'm not trying to say anything, but it, I'm just saying that that's the problem. But with some things, I guess you would say. But, but uh, that, just, that's but, um. What about Ryan? Is Ryan still there? Is Ryan still yeah, there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just yeah. listening. Okay, but I I was just saying what um what is your uh statistic what what's your tips in acting um uh, before, so before you actually go on we're actually go off live here in about another thirty seconds but I, everybody well, have a I, great night that's listening to this live uh, you can listen to our archive show you know actually the extended archive show for the rest over. of the stuff let it go over let it go over okay uh, you know I can do that um. I'm just going to ask you, what's your tips on acting for other people? I would people say now? you really got to think about it before. Uh, this is my tips to anybody who would say that, you know, you're you're even remotely thinking about acting. You know, there's a, um, there's a few things you want to think about before you go into acting. Number one, do you really want to do it? Do you really, really, really want to do it? Can you see yourself doing that for the rest of your life? Two, can you handle criticism very well? And three, are you willing to drop everything you're doing at the drop of the hat and do an audition or go on the road and do a film? And if you can't fulfill at least two or three of those requirements, then you can't really do it. You know, acting is one of those things. I mean, I can handle criticism. This is my big advice. This is this this is what I would say is my piece of advice. Acting is all or nothing. You're either all in or you can't do it. Um, because the rest of the stuff, like improving your acting skills, if you got even a remote bit of talent, you know, people will teach you how to do that. But and a lot of it is your look and just knowing how you look and knowing what kind of parts you can go for. And but the thing is, at the end of the day, you know, you got to be a hundred percent dedicated to it, or not at all. You know, so really, I would say to most people, if they're thinking about going into an, a career in the entertainment business, I would say, think about it first. Think about the time, the dedication that you're willing to spend on it. Because if you're not serious about it, because it is a lot of work, especially when you get on films and especially when you get on set. It's 12 to 16-hour work days in a minimum, and that's on a union set. On an independent set, it can be even more. If you're not willing to do that, then I would strongly suggest doing another career because acting is not easy, but if you enjoy it, it's fun, and it can be very rewarding. All right, and a lot right. Of times, too, and, and a lot of times you're just, you know, I've been on many panels where a lot of times you're just waiting sometimes. You may be in a holding area room, but totally far from the sets, so you're, not always on on a set. You may be in a holding room, just waiting around just with other people, and 
Also, too, you might be just – you may be on the set all day long, and they never do your, your scene that day. You're basically – then other days, you're basically from sun up to sun down. You're constantly running from one scene to another. So, you know, see, it varies a lot of times, too. So, you know, so in the two, I've worked on films where, you know, you got real short days, and you got – I've worked on films where you get as much as 20-hour days, so – and you get, and, so, and also too, you know, you really gonna have your first few years basically, you get a lot of put a lot of sweat hours where very little to no pay, a lot of things. A lot of times before you actually get your big break where you actually, you know, start you know making a living, get your SAG card and doing other you know, either television or com- some major commercials or any, any feature films or. Or any films at all. Ryan, are you a SAG actor, by the way? I'm actually not. I'm actually SAG eligible because I've I've only done a certain amount of films and I haven't set foot in California yet after doing those films. I can actually, uh, since I work mostly in Georgia and a bunch of right uh, right to work states, I don't actually yeah, okay. have to join the union. I can okay. do a bunch of different union films and not ever have to join the union unless I set foot in union state. Now, do you have to be, to be an actor, do you have to come from California? No, or they live, actors, not. Actors live all over the place, right? Okay. A lot of people yeah, try to tell me most, most wrong of, stuff most around here. Yeah, actors most of the market now is in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. And now I'm in North Carolina, but a lot of it's coming to the Raleigh area, and especially the Wilmington, North Carolina area. That's, uh, that's a huge, huge draw on the East Coast. So no, you don't you don't necessarily have to be out in California. You know, you, or you New York. Because well, well, you got other markets. You got you got Chicago. Uh, you have uh, you know New, New York's one of them. Uh, for a while, Detroit was actually having a little throttle market for a while, and when they changed the, you know, all their film incentive, you know tax incentives, that you know some things basically started going down over recent years, but. And there's some other places too, besides, you know. Then you got a few places out in like Austin, Texas, and you know. Then you got other places. For example, New Mexico had a little industry going and booming for a while. Then, then there was a few tax breaks that were kind of cut, cut out because they thought it was just kind of waste, and and mm-hmm. it kind of destroyed uh, New Mexico's uh, film industry for a while. So and there's other things too as well, sir, and. And also too is, you know, the biggest things right now are our new, you know, actually New Orleans as well as Atlanta, Georgia. That those are those are two big thriving, you know, film industry scenes now. Right. Yeah. Then, then too, it's like also too, those are also great places to start. You know. You can start in those other areas where a lot of times you're gonna you're not gonna have as much competition. You go out to L.A. or you go out to New York City. Everybody out there, not, well, not everybody, but you're literally in a town where everybody's dreaming to be an actor goes to L.A. And you know, not only that, you're work you're out there with the most talented people in acting as well. 
So you got all this competition. So you've been up there, and, and they're all basically going for the same roles. So a lot of times, you know, yeah, but I also had a friend of mine, for example, an old friend of that I know several years ago, I lived in Chicago, I haven't seen him in years, but uh, Ron D, he's actually did almost all of Andrew Davis's movies. And a lot of times he would actually, would he would live in Chicago and he would just actually travel out, you know, every year during pilot season out to uh, L.A. He'd go out there for a few months, do his, all of his key acting auditions out there. And then he'd come right back to, uh, in Chicago and he's, Starred in numerous TV shows, movies. I mean, he was Steven Seagal's partner in Above the Wall, and he was actually in the movie Rudy. He was the football coach and starred in uh, pretty much all our Andrew Davis movies you look at. Not really star, but Andrew Davis, but uh, he does a lot of times. He has his core key people, actors that he has that he brings on for supporting actors. Then he brings on all, all the new stars every film and he just yeah. has his other actors he, he just just recycles and he just put them one after another so. hmm. interesting and he's also still here like and he's he's known for like the fugitive you know chain reaction and yeah stuff like that so. that's awesome um yeah, our, our real... you never know really who you you never really who you meet out there too but you know a lot Absolutely. of uh, you know, small time filmmakers. They maybe you know students have film school or just a couple of buddies that get together. They have a a good vision. They made made a set you know, to get together and produce a short film or a small no budget feature. You know, a lot of times you know a lot of people just kind of dismiss these guys because they don't have a budget. But you know, those guys are the filmmakers of tomorrow. And yeah, it may not be this film, it might be the next film, but and they have another film a lot of times that may take off and you know, maybe a couple of years down the road, but a lot of times they'll you know, they'll think about the guys that and they'll be thankful for the guys when they first started there when they're nobody. A lot of times they can you can get your break that way sometimes too. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And there's so many different things. You just gotta it's all about networking, and a lot of times so too. It's like just one basically just get to say, "Hey, I'm I'm available. Here I am," and you know, just do one thing after another. And two would just develop your reel. You know, the, your demo. Anybody out there is listening? Get gotta get developed that demo reel, actor reel. You know, then build your resume up too, and and also have good headshots. Absolutely. Yeah, you would never Absolutely. think that. I agree. You wouldn't really think that a headshot's important, but a lot of times, you oh, know, you're not really a star, they, but they they were actually, when they're, you, know, you got a cast and director, even or even a, just a talent agent, and you're literally going through one headshot after another after another. If you got a headshot mm-hmm. that literally looks amateurish, they literally will actually, you know, toss it basically or just zoom right through it. And, you know, they they may never even look at your uh, resume. You know, they and they don't, a lot of times, they don't really care. You know, they, it's a tough 
industries. So, you know, but your headshots are important as well as your demo reel. And, and that and just networking, too. Now, how did you get your original start in acting? Well, I was, when I was 11 years old, I actually auditioned for the Nickelodeon show, all that. They were having a nationwide casting call, and I begged my mom to take me to Atlanta. And after days of begging, she finally relented. She took me out there. I auditioned. I didn't get the part, obviously, but I got connected with the casting director in Atlanta, and she helped me kind of get my start. And ever since then, she connected me to an agent, and I went to a couple of workshops. She saw some potential in me, and... After that, it was all kind of history. Now, who originally started acting first? Was it you or your brother? Was it your? Oh, it was me. It was me. So your brother just kind of fell into it. He saw saw you and just fell in love with the acting and everything. Well, he he saw he liked what I was doing, and he got into it too, wanted to see what it was about, and he just he does it. And I'll say, my my little brother is a heck of an actor. I mean, yeah, I. It's weird because, like, sometimes I feel like I get better just by playing off of him, even though I'm older and I've had a little bit more world experience. Just he, he sometimes offers a fresh perspective that I never would have thought about. So it's always good to play off of him. Yeah, definitely. Like that too, you can right. play off each other. It's like, and also too, when you're a little older and work, each one of you is actually, you know, you're not going to be right for every role, and he's not going to be right for every role. It's like. You know, there's different things, and and also too, everyone's a blue moon. Like uh, in Graham's shoes, you actually got to, uh, you know, act with your brothers, so, and that was actually a nice thing to. Absolutely. Now, is, now is this the first film in Graham's shoes you ever acted together in a, in a movie? Or? Actually, actually no. We uh, we acted together in a movie that he was the main character in in Season of Miracles, and then. We acted together in another faith-based film called Secrets in the Fall and then Grant's Shoes, and then we finally acted together again in Grim Reapers, the horror movie that we just did that just came out. So we've acted together about four times now, and it's been a rewarding experience every time. Right. I really like the uh, trailer for the um, the uh, Grim Reapers. Yeah, well, and if you like the trailer, then you'll definitely like the movie. Right. There are some people that will probably think otherwise they don't like it, but they need Well, never judge a uh a um a book by its cover, for example, that saying, um too. Absolutely. Yeah, we got about another two more minutes left to show before we actually go off for Rest of the night, but do you have a website for anybody that wants actually wants to find more information about you, how it, or how they can actually find more information about you? Yeah, you, know, you can actually go on the uh, Internet Movie Database, uh, imdb.com, and just uh, type in Ryan, that's R Y A N, Patrick, and uh, Williams. Uh, the full name is imdb.com and just type in the search bar Ryan Patrick Williams I'll show up and you can uh, view the history of some of these films and other projects up in and see what's kind of coming up and um, you know you can follow me on Twitter I notice a lot of people don't know what IMDB is because I've had a lot of questions about that 
IMDB is an internet movie database for films, actors, and so on, and characters. So, it's That's not easy resource. to post in there. Yes, it's a good resource. It's uh, um, it it uh, validates you pretty much that you did a film or was in a film or whatever, basically, whatever role well, we you did. Well, we got about thirty seconds left here. Uh, we get really appreciate it for, you know, for being with us tonight, and we definitely would like to have you on in the future. And again, basically, we we do some more right. work here, here in your future. If you want, anytime you're good on a movie or anything you want to promote it, just feel free to contact us. And thank you, everybody out there for listening to us and check us out. Yeah. And you know, you can also check out any of our archive. You know, shows as well, and listen to our, uh, our future shows. And thank you, everyone, and have a great night. Yep. Thank you, thank everybody. You so have a great night, you guys, for having me on. Yeah. Uh, How do you like the show? How do you like the show? Oh.